What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we're almost in the end of August. We are very close to it being September. A little bit of a no man's land in terms of the hockey world, as we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. You know, I, I saw today a couple of things. Uh, I think the Mighty Mighty Boston's are getting back together. <laughs> I saw that, which is pretty interesting. I saw that in the economic section. Um, I think there's going to be a another one of those, uh, like water tornadoes, something. Saw that in the weather. Uh, President, I, I'm, am I reading this right? Job Iden. Job. Uh, Job Iden. Yep. Uh, is going to do some student loan forgiveness. So I don't really want to get into that. Uh, however, it got me thinking about forgiveness. Have you been thinking about forgiveness at all? Never, but we can right now, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm a forgiving person, right? We all are. <laughs> yeah, sure. Definitely. <laughs> when it comes to sports, I always forgive and I also forget. I do not hold nearly 20-year grudges. What? Yeah, me neither. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Oh, this goes without saying. Right. So I was thinking we could talk about some people that we've forgiven in our hearts over the years, even though they don't know who we are. Okay. Okay. Well, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'd like to forgive uh, Daniel Elfordson for scoring that goal in Game 5 in 2007. You know, I was really mad at him for a long time, said some really awful things about him. But I thought about it. It just turns out he probably just wanted to score it so his team would win. So I can't get too mad about that, I guess. It's not like he, he uh, I guess to his credit, unlike a lot of the Senators at that time, he didn't really do anything that I remember to get get the folks riled up. So mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. I forgive him. I guess I'm going to forgive former NHL referee Terry Gregson. He was the referee who called Brett Hall's in the crease goal a good goal. And uh, I'm going to... (laughs) Gregson. I'm going to forgive our our boy Terry because people can't help it that they are horribly bad at their jobs. Some people just naturally are. And you know what? I'm not going to get mad at Tara about that because you know what, like slacking off at work, sometimes that could be kind of cool. So I guess I'm going to, I'm I'm going to forgive Terry for that. That's very, it's awfully kind of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I guess in the same vein, since I was already thinking about the senators, uh, everyone's forgiven in death. So I, I it's okay that you beat up Marty Braun, Ray Emery. Wow. RIP. I'm just kidding. Not everyone's forgiven to death, but Ray Emery is. I was going to say, right can we go back to that statement really quick? <laughs> <laughs> you can I be forgiven think... for fighting do... Marty Braun. Rewind and <laughs> talk about what the scope of that looks like. It depends how bad it is, I guess. <laughs> do you have another one? Any other ones? So maybe instead of talking about the people that I forgive, maybe I could talk a little bit about the people that I don't forgive. For example, like oh. other, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum. Do you? Well, that's actually that's a worthwhile thing to talk about because there is some student debt being forgiven, but most of it isn't. So even in the spirit of forgiveness, you're still not forgiving most things. So who do you mm-hmm. not forgive? Darcy Regeer, I would say. Uh, yeah. Just I don't think, forgive him either. Thinking about the events of. July 1st, 2007, a year that will forever live in infamy in the hearts of Sabres fans. You know, that one's a real punch to the gut that I don't 
think I'm ever going to get over uh, until they win a cup. Once they win a cup, I'll feel better about it. But it just looms so large over them now. And I think it's also because that was the last time that the team was actually considered to be a competitor, you know, for the Stanley Cup. And you just stop like you just allow your you know and I I know you know as we've learned in hindsight like people have said signing Drury to like the contract that the Rangers gave him for example would have ended up being a bad situation because of how fast he fell off but to that I would say him and Briere would have agreed to much lesser deals if they would have just offered them a contract prior to the 2006-2007 season starting and then you wouldn't even be in this mess and you'd have your two co-captains locked up together for the next handful of years at a very, very reasonable cap hit. Below, I think it was at or below that piss poor offer that they gave to Briere at the last minute. Yeah. So no, I do not forgive Darcy Regeer. Yeah, so I have some more people to forgive, but first I'm going to not forgive someone and that's John Regis. Because, oh my God, so some things, like I said, some things to be forgiven when you're dead. This is not one of them. The Sabres almost had to move because this guy and his moron sons and also another guy, uh, when they were in charge of Adelphia, concealed $2.3 billion in liability from corporate investors, basically to use that money as their own personal funds. And then they also uh, – they've taken $3.1 billion in loans that were not recorded. They stole $3 billion. That's insane. That's a lot of money to steal. And because of that, the Sabres almost had to move. They almost moved to Portland, not the cool Portland. Ugh. I'm pretty sure. Actually, it might have been the cool Portland. Right. Was it going to be Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon? I had Portland, Oregon now that I think about it. They couldn't be sure? the Pirates. Uh, I don't know. Either way, I'm not going to look into that. Mark Hamster, also no longer with us, but I don't have to bring him up. So, yeah, not forgiven because that's an insane thing to do. Also, after he got he got let out of jail because he was supposed to die soon, he lived another five years, and he would show up at Bonaventure basketball games every once in a while. Really? Yeah. I don't even know who he was. He just looks like some other very old man. But, yeah, no longer with us. Uh, I would like to forgive two other people. Okay. Because we were better off uh, without them. So I'd like to forgive Brad Richards and Mike Babcock for not signing with the Sabres. These are separate instances. Summer 2011, Brad Richards is the biggest free agent on the market. And everyone wanted him to sign in Buffalo. The Pagulas were willing to pony up, but he wanted to sign in New York. I guess he thought he had a better chance of winning there. And he played in the Stanley Cup, I'm pretty sure, when he was there. So Mm. fair enough, I guess. And then Mike Babcock, well, rewinding for a second, the Sabres went for the second biggest free agent on the market, Billy Leno, and signed him to a long deal. So (laughs) uh, Mike Babcock uh, did not want to sign with Buffalo in the summer of 2015 and went to the Leafs instead, even though everyone seemed to, or some people seemed to think he had an agreement in place, but he really just used the Sabres as leverage to get more money out of the Leafs who gave him $50 million. And I know the Leafs will never miss that money. Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment will never miss that money. But I, on the other hand, will never stop laughing at the fact that the Leafs gave him $50 million to win zero playoff series. Oh. 
It's like NFL coach money. What are you doing? Anyway, it wouldn't matter. The Sabres got by Elsma, who is their best coach between Ruff and Granado somehow. No, no one was happy the entire time he was here. And he well, uh, it wouldn't have made much of a difference, honestly. Can I, about can I say, actually, Taylor, that my next person who I was going to forgive was Dan Bilesma. I feel like the end of his tenure left a bad place in the mouth or left a bad taste in the mouth of of many Sabres fans, understandably so. You know, they really never reached their full potential with the the good young roster that they had. And he did have issues in the locker room, which I think was probably the main thing that led to his ousting. However, the reason I forgive him is because, as we've recently learned, Jack Eichel is kind of an asshole. Yeah, maybe that was a problem. So we've learned this. And I forgive him because of that. All right. Well, I forgive Dan Bilesma because I don't think either of those teams really underachieved. Well, did they underachieve year two? Maybe a little bit, actually. Yeah. They definitely finished the season poorly. Yeah, they underachieved by the end of year two. Fair enough. But, boy, you don't know what underachieving is. Let me introduce you to Phil Housley and Ralph Kruger. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not ready for these <laughs> ones yet. It's wild because it's not even just the guys on both sides of them. It's the two guys on both sides of Diane Bilesma, right? Because mm. on one side, it's Ron Rolston and Ted Nolan. The other side, it's Phil Halsey and Ralph Kruger. All four of those guys have their own separate claims to being the worst coach in the history of the Sabres. Which is it's a really so. awesome time to host a Sabres podcast, wouldn't you say? <laughs> For sure. Uh, I have a more serious person to forgive. I Well, I guess it's serious. Robin Leonard, uh, oh, this is overdue. But that's like a real one, actually. Okay. Yeah, I was really mad a lot during your last season here on account of how bad you were, but I guess I see there were reasons behind that. Uh, you know, good reasons. So, unfortunately, he's out for this whole season. So, no good news right now, but maybe someday he'll – because he's had a weird run because he's kind of been all over the place since he left, even though he's been good. So, we'll see. We'll see how he comes back. Anyway, I don't know if you have any more. You know, Taylor, there's not enough people that I can really bring myself to to fake forgive because I forgive none of these people, with the exception of maybe one or two, like Laner. I, I I can get behind that one, but do That's I forgive fair. any of these people? No, I don't think I do. I'm bitter. I'm gonna forgive all the analytics people that said Risto was bad. Oh, like that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you guys are right. I'm not going to apologize or anything, but I forgive you for being annoying. Wow. Because you were being annoying about something you were right about. Which, in the end, folks, isn't that we all strive? what we all strive for? At the oh, end yeah. of the day, is there any better feeling than being validated about something that you were screaming about being right about? Yeah, no, I mean, that's it's great. I don't think... Anyone hates it, and nope. they all appreciate it. And people are very willing to admit they were wrong. Always. Yeah. So before we get to anything else, let's hear a word from our sponsors, DraftKings. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year right now, new customers can bet just $5 in any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot and even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first, and more. 
So this is a time when I'm supposed to talk about a bet that I like. And like I said on Monday's episode, there are actually games. In fact, there are games coming up sooner than you might think. I'm looking at ESPN right now for some reason. Oh, sorry. Those are top 25 games. Let me see what the first game on here is. Saturday at noon, there will be games. Brendan, are you waking up at the crack of noon on Saturday to watch some of these games? Austin P versus Western Kentucky. You know what? I'm busy then, unfortunately. I was really yeah. looking forward to, to seeing Austin in action. <laughs> All right. So here's one that people might like. The Atlantic 10's Duquesne is playing at Florida State. Uh, I don't know what football conference Duquesne is in because the Atlantic 10 doesn't have football. But I'm going to say this. Duquesne sucks at basketball. Leads me to believe they probably suck at football too. And although Florida State did not have a very good year last year or any of the previous few seasons, I think you got to have Florida State cover there. I don't think Duquesne is not – they're not really going to roll in and upset anyone, I don't think. So – I think you you pick Florida State to cover and then probably not be very good for the rest of the year. Seems that uh, that's the way things are going to go. All right. I trust you. And again, everybody, the rule of DraftKings, their number one rule is that if you follow through with Taylor's bet and it is wrong, you explicitly blame him and not me. Your thoughts? You also get your money back. <laughs> No, you do not. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, I should finish this ad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Sorry. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on college football. You get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you know, see our show notes for details and all that good stuff. <laughs> We're back. We are back. You know what's not back yet? Hockey, unfortunately. Hockey is not back yet. And if you've made it this far into the episode or are listening at all at this point, which, again, I'm so surprised, like, our list, we're down a little bit, but, like, there's still – people are still alive and kicking out there. So everybody who's listening, thank you very much. We very, very much appreciate it. You are a true soldier. Yeah. Braver than the troops, I'd say. Absolutely. Listening to hockey podcasts in August, the way this month breaks down, it's unfortunately we're going to have to do a lot of August podcasts. And next week it's going to come out in September first, but we're going to record it August thirty first, which means that we are going to have recorded or released one, two, four, six, eight, nine, ten August hockey podcasts. So Jesus. Oh, yeah, I have good something thing we, we can talk about. Quiz up into twist. What's that? We should do quiz ones, but Trevor Zegris, along with Sarah Nurse of Team Canada, were both announced that they are the cover athletes for NHL 23. Your thoughts? Who's the second one? Sarah Nurse from Team oh. Canada. Oh, uh, well, I don't like that. <laughs> I would prefer, let's say, Hillary Knight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know who I would prefer. Who would, Who do we want? What about Amanda Kessel? There we go. What about Phil and Amanda Kessel? Wow, how did they not think of this yet? That's crazy. God, they were asleep at the wheel in the mid-2010s. Mm, 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 Man. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think this company's straight in the toilet right now. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad but true. Dude, Madden is even worse. I'm telling you, man. I we'll get to Madden in a minute, actually, because I have some thoughts about this. Okay. So, first of all, Trevor Zegris, good for him. You and I both, I'm pretty sure, really liked him. His draft year, of course, the Sabres ended up taking Dylan Cousins, the pick right before him. At the time, I obviously I, I wanted them to take Zegris. Cousins being the pick, though, is like, I think it's going to work out okay. They're two very different players. You know, Cousins is more of just that, like, rock-solid, two-way kind of guy that we're hoping he's going to develop into. And and the thing about Zegris, though, is that he really is just so exciting to watch and is so creative with the puck on his stick. Um, and I think that that's what the NHL is trying to embody, especially as they're grow- trying to grow the game in America, too. I mean, he's definitely one of the leading names among the young up-and-coming American stars, along with like the Hughes brothers, for example. Kevin Entrider's favorite player on earth. Cole Caulfield, of course, we cannot forget as well. Uh, <laughs> Spencer Knight, you know, that <laughs> whole crop, though. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that whole crop of uh, of young guys. Oh, but gosh. yeah, good for uh, good for Zegras. And then Sarah Nurse, three-time Olympic gold medalist. Pretty damn good. Damn. Pretty damn good. Impressive. Indeed, sir. Indeed. So, yeah, it should be good. Hopefully get some good improvements to the NHL this year. But Madden, I got to tell you, Madden is so goddamn frustrating. I'm not buying 23, and I was really hoping to. I do not understand for the life of me. Like, So I'm the kind of person that I don't know if you're if you play Madden often or not, Taylor. Um, But when I play like video games, like I love Madden and I love NHL like in terms of just like what I play the most often. And I really like doing franchise mode and like be a GM mode and stuff like that. And so I typically like, I I play online here and there, but not a ton. And for Madden, their franchise mode. So you know how in those kind of game settings, you have the ability to like relocate. Yeah. Like move a team elsewhere. Madden has literally for no joke. I believe it's the past eight years has had the exact same relocation cities teams jerseys and stadium designs that is stunningly lazy there is no create a team mode where you can create your own jerseys and design your own stadium it has been the exact same group of probably like if maybe like 15 ish different cities that could have nfl teams there's three team options per city, except for Oakland and St. Louis, which is you have to keep the team name and jerseys of the team you're trying to relocate. But there's like probably 15 other cities. And every single year, it's the same team name, the same team mass or uh, team logo design, the same jerseys, like stunningly lazy and so, so bad and so frustrating because also there's a handful of good ones but some of the designs are so hideous like if you have madden and you have not checked this out go into franchise mode you don't even have to make a team if you want but like just start a fake team go into week five where you have the option to relocate a franchise go through the process of doing it and it is so lame it's so boring and it's been the same thing since i believe madden 14 that sucks. Like they just haven't touched it. Like a very key thing that I feel like a lot of people 
gravitate towards who doesn't want to create their own and like design their own jerseys and make their own team you know like at least in nhl like you can do that make your own jerseys and design the stadium from scratch it's not the best and it absolutely could be like it's not as good as like nba 2k nba 2k i feel like is like the blueprint because you have the ability to upload your own logos you can design your own jerseys design every pretty much every aspect of the stadiums it's infinitely more user-friendly and gives you more creative control and the ea games are just brutal i mean i know everybody who like plays ea games knows this but it sucks man they i wish there was like i wish that 2k was able to get uh nhl and and nfl back because it's just they've been neglected for so long and it's even like almost the same thing with franchise mode in nhl and I feel like across a lot of the game modes too, like in both of the games, like they just, th- there's so much more they can do. And I know it's like a frequently used thing that people say that like each year, they're just like glorified roster updates pretty much. But to an extent, that's kind of true. They add some things, but they don't add a lot of the things that people are most requesting. They just do stuff that's going to end up making them money, which is like fine. But like, if you want to get more people to buy your $70 game, you know, maybe you can try to try to appeal to your audience a little bit more. I went off there. I'm sorry about that. I've been frustrated and I haven't been able to talk to anybody about this. So I'm talking to all of you about it. Yeah. Madden's done. It's everyone's going back to playing NFL game day, 97 NFL street blue ports own Moose Johnson on the cover. (laughs) No way. Get out. Yeah. Look at you. Anyways, though, I forgot where we, how we even got to this. Who knows? I think probably because it's Zegris. Oh, yeah, because Zegris, right. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, alas, there you go. Hey, I watched everything everywhere all at once, by the way. Is that your recommendation? It actually, it is. It was phenomenal. It was What so a great good. time that is. I will be completely honest, and I don't, I, I feel like that is also, though, the kind of movie that you have to watch, like, two or three times to really, like, get everything, because the pacing of the movie is nuts. Like there are some scenes that not drag, but they just are very slow moving, whether it's because of like what's going on or like the dialogue. And then out of nowhere, it just like goes to a hundred miles per hour. And I mean, it was great, but I feel like because of that, like just there's so many probably little details that I'm going to, I mean, have you seen it more than once? No, I probably should have, but I have That's not. not yet. Yeah, maybe we could watch it together sometime because I'd be curious yeah. to know if you feel this way as well. I feel like there it was just so much was happening and it was just like I said, like I really enjoyed like the pacing and I mean obviously the story is great, the performances are fantastic. There's a lot of really good twists in it as well. Interesting storyline and concept. Um so yeah, I'm going to go with that for my recommendation. Look at me doing a movie. Wow. Crazy. All right, uh let's see. Uh I'm going to recommend George Carlin's American dream, which came out earlier this year on HBO. It's a two part, I guess, docu-series. Well, I guess you would say it's a documentary, not a series. It's just two parts, like almost four hours long total. So I broke it up into two nights, but it was really good. If you like George Carlin, I think you like it. I mean, I didn't, I learned a decent amount, but most stuff I already knew about his life. Cause I, you know, I'm a big fan of Carlin. So I've read a lot about him, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. Hell Yeah. Very cool. I know. I've been meaning to watch that. I heard it was pretty good. It is good. Like yeah. One of the parts is like 
Is one of the parts significantly better than the other? I feel like I heard somebody say that. Uh, but like one of them is like more really like about his life, I guess. Or am I totally off base on this? They're both about his life. They're just split. It's pretty chronological. So there's it's split in half, basically. It's split at the 70s, I want to say. Sometime in the 70s it splits. Okay, interesting. No, that's yeah. really cool. I, I've been meaning to watch that. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so last thing before we go, uh, I'm a big fan of Chucky. I think I'm gonna become Chucky pilled this fall. <laughs> really do deep dive on my good pal Chucky. And uh, I learned this. I never ever knew this about the first ch- uh, Child's Play movie. So Brad Dorif is the voice of Chucky. He also in the first movie, if anyone's ever seen it, he basically he plays Charles Lee Ray. He gets shot in the first scene of the movie, gets killed. And then he swears revenge, puts a little spell, and then he becomes Chucky. So he, he does the voice of Chucky. Still, to this day, there's a, a series on sci-fi I've been meaning to catch up on. He does the voice of it. But he almost didn't get to do the voice of Chucky, even though he was playing the Charles Lee Ray. He was cast to play Charles Lee Ray. The movie was originally shot with someone else doing the voice of Chucky. Which I, I such a strange decision. What? But it's not just that. It's who. It is the now like late but very beloved actress Jessica Walter. Wow! What was the voice of Chucky? And I can't find it anywhere. No way. I know, right? Holy shit! A little bit of a different movie, I gotta say. That is wild. Okay, damn. So my secondary recommendation is everyone go to the scene on YouTube, the scene in Child's Play, near the end of the first movie where Chucky comes to life for the first time, really, and attacks Andy's mom, or whatever the kid's name is. Mm-hmm. Attacks the mom character. And imagine everything he says in Jessica Walter's voice. <laughs> and Jessica Walter is Lucille Bluth. Or I was going to say Lucille Bluth, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, it. Uh, love that. Who's your random former Sabres player of the episode? I'm gonna go with Randy Burridge. Wow, Randy yeah. Burridge, wow. deep cut, Pretty second crazy. leading scorer on the '95 '96 team. I'm gonna go with Bob Bugner, the Boogie Bob Man, Bo- the Boogs. Yeah, the Boog Man. All right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of our podcast on their respective websites, streaming platforms, as well as on social media. Also, make sure you're checking us out on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Straight Up Sabres, and make sure wherever you're listening to this episode on whatever streaming platform you're currently listening, you also leave us a nice review. We'd very much appreciate it and a rating. And last but not least, as Taylor had mentioned before, head over to DraftKings and use that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday, everybody. Have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. This has been Straight Up Sabres. (laughs) 